to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. Today, it's just Manda, it's just me, Olivia, and we are going to respond to some listener requests that we've received. Mm. People are wanting books out there, Manda. They sure do. They sure do. (laughs) And you know what? We're ready to give them. And it's our job. If we didn't, we'd be failing at our job. So we're going to do that. So... So I'm just going to jump right in. Jump right in. Pitter-patter, get at her. The first little request I have for you today starts, hi, period. I think that's friendly. It's a nice, nice hello. Hello, listener. Hi. I like happy books. Me too. Jane Austen is a favorite. Same. I'm I'm surprised you didn't nab this one, Amanda. I like a good story that has characters you like. One of my favorite books is A Gentleman in Moscow. If the book is sad, dark, depressing, then I'm out. I also like cozy mysteries. One type of book I like to read that might be on the darker side is a biography or autobiography. I loved Viola Davis and The Glass Castle as two examples. I read quite a bit and I would love some new ideas. Thanks for doing this. Aw. Well, I already like this person. Um, I also sort of like happy books. Sometimes I get in a mood where I'm just like cannot deal with the the drama and the darkness Mm -hmm. in a book. And so I'm right there with you. One book I read recently that I think you might like is Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld. This is um, a story about, it's a romance, obviously. It's about a writer who works for a TV show that is basically Saturday Night Live by another name. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of fun. If you've ever been curious about what goes on behind the scenes of a comedy show like that, you, I think you get a pretty good insight. Um, she's, she's a sketch writer. She's writing all these funny sketches for the for the show. And she wants to write a sketch about how so often in culture, like sort of middling men tend to be in relationships with very conventionally beautiful women and mm-hmm. this sort of dynamic and how infrequently you can see the reverse happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's she's working on this sketch, um, and then she meets Noah Brewster, who's a pop music icon who is on the show as a, their musical guest, and they kind of have a little bit of sparky little chemistry with Noah. You see their kind of relationship unfold. It's pretty interesting. It's set during lockdown, too, so you see people connecting during lockdown, mm-hmm. which I it brought back a lot of memories. Yeah, true story. Um, yeah. And so it explores how this woman who sees herself as sort of a normal-looking woman, um, what it's like to be in a budding relationship with someone who is seen as this like conventionally perfect man. Um, so it has a little bit of social commentary in it, but I would say it is just a straight-down-the-middle romance novel. There's nothing in here that's going to depress you or upset you at all. It's kind of like... Just fun, like if you want a little bit of... And Curtis Sittenfeld is a literary fiction writer, so she's yeah. not a really a romance writer. I would no. never call it that. No, not at all. So there are some literary elements to it, too. Curtis Sittenfeld's books are always so varied, correct? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think different. of what the one was before this one. Wasn't there one that took place in boarding school? That was Prep, which I loved Prep. Okay. And but then, that was very different. What was the one before Prep? What was their first big one? I don't know. I thought prep was the first. Maybe it was. Maybe it's prep I'm thinking of. But but. she wrote one by Hillary Rodham about Hillary Rodham Clinton. Called Hillary, right? I think it's Rodham. Rodham. Yeah. You're right. Yes. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. That one. I haven't read that one. No, me either. I think I read prep a million years ago when it came out. 
That one, I that one is just straight literary fiction. Yeah. And yes, I, which I I, I actually really love literary fiction Me when too. I read fiction. Yeah, so that's my first one that I'd recommend for nice. you. And then the second one is called The Golden Spoon by Jessa Maxwell. This is a murder mystery, and it's set on sort of a fake or a fictionalized version of the Great British Bake Off. Um, there is, you know, all these contestants. They're in a tent. They're baking, and there's sort of um, foul play happening. It starts mm. with just someone sabotaging someone else's bake, and then it sort of escalates to full-blown murder. Um, it's a funny book if you know what the show is referencing, but even if you haven't seen Bake Off, I think it's just sort of a fun mystery, and it's pretty suspenseful too. So that is The Golden Spoon by Jessa Maxwell. Nice. Do you watch nice Bake work. Off? I've seen it before. Mm. I don't generally like the shows that are really drawn out where oh. where they vote people off every week. That said, I do I love that one cooking show where it's four people and you get the weird ingredients out of the basket. What is that one called? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, right? Bake Off is the only kind of competition show I watch because it's so gentle. I can't watch. They are very kind about it. Yeah. They're, you know, if something falls apart and someone starts crying, they're not They're not mean. They're very sweet about it. So I did watch it. I did enjoy the earlier ones. Okay. I don't care for some of the judges on the later ones. I can see that. Some of the judges rankle me. But yeah, I think I actually watched one whole season once just out of curiosity. But generally, the shows that kind of knock people off, and it starts out with like twelve or fifteen people. I'm like, ah, it's too many people to keep track of. <laughs> Sound like an old person, but I do like the cooking show. It's a, uh, it's not Top Chef. It's um, you know what I'm talking about. They start with four chefs. Everybody gets the same ingredients in their basket, but there's always weird stuff thrown in there, and you have to turn it into something. So it might be like strawberry jelly and squid and broccoli and pasta, and you have to come up with something. That sounds good. I've never seen that. What? No, what I've only this? ever watched Bake Off. I watched Bake Off. I watched um, the Great Pottery Throwdown, and that's it. If it's not British, I don't watch it. Oh, well, this is very American. Oh, no. They're too competitive. We are. Oh, Chopped. Oh, chopped. Oh, my God, Chopped. So they do vote people off. They are not always kind, though. Yeah, no, I so, can't. But it is very American. So anyway, that I did. I do enjoy. I also like Diners drive it, Drives in Diners. Drive-ins and dives. I used to let, watch. I that love Guy Fieri stuff because, again, he's very nice. Do you wear your sunglasses on your neck constantly? <laughs> and I don't. Our our listeners can't see my cropped, short, <laughs> blonde, spiked frosted hair, tips. frosted tips. Gross. <laughs> just saying, frosted tips makes me think of cake. That's why I said gross because I just picture a cake in someone's hair. Ew. I know. Okay. Uh, my first one on this episode. I like that so many of these requests we're getting are um, folks are giving really good examples of what they like and really good descriptions. Yeah. So this one says one that has a lot of character introspection, complex scheming and political drama and weaves its philosophy and themes organically into the world's magic slash sci-fi abilities. Examples include Man in the High Castle, which I believe they turned into a TV show. I can't remember what it streamed on. My husband watched that one. Dune. Battlestar Galactica, Childhoods, and Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Wolf and Parchment. So a lot of really great examples. Okay, so the two I came up with for you, The Apollo Murders by Chris Hadfield. Um, Hadfield himself, actually, I did a little searching on him because the name seemed, sounded familiar. He is actually an astronaut I'm himself. I'm obsessed with Chris Hadfield. Oh my God, your eyes got so big when I read this I, title. It's wonderful. Oh, I had no idea he wrote a book. Yeah. 
Isn't that crazy? Amazing. So is it our, fiction? It is fiction. So you're going to love this description. I hope you read it and then tell, tell us about it. Right. So the Apollo murders by Chris Hadfield, our famous astronaut, he wrote a very intriguing Cold War space race spy thriller with a twist, astronauts, Russians, political intrigue. An action-packed novel, rife with details, an enthralling adventure for its readers. I'm going to read that. Doesn't today. that sound amazing? Yes. So, how how are you? What, tell me about your relationship with Chris Hadfield. So he's Canadian, mm-hmm. and so I've seen him. That's the first thing you need to know, mm-hmm. and then maybe the most Canadians, important thing just a good people. And I watched him. I don't remember why or how, but I watched him answer questions about being in space mm-hmm. and on YouTube videos. And so, like a kid would write in, and they would be like, "What if you had a washcloth soaked with water, and you squeezed it out? Where would the water go on the space station?" So then he would test it, and he would show the kids what would happen. And then every single time, and this is the best part, he would a- answer the question, and then he'd look at the camera and point, and he'd go, "Good question." <laughs> We should start doing that at the end of our reader requests. Yeah. Good requests. <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. So that was The Apollo Murders by astronaut and author Chris Hadfield. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. It's going to be good. Okay, second book is called Histopia by David Means. And um, this is an alternative history story within a story. Don't you just love stories within stories? Yes. Ooh. Okay, the novel weaves a plot involving former U.S. President John F. Kennedy, a.k.a. JFK, who in the story is now in his third term as president. So kind of like an FDR move, right? Okay. So it weaves the plot about JFK in his third term with that of a Vietnam War vet who writes a story about a government group who starts erasing terrible memories with a drug and therapy approach called enfolding. So it's a story within a story. Did you catch how that? Yes. Okay. You're still with me. Yep. And I wrote a note on here. It's a great story for fans of alternate history and unconventional storylines with sci-fi elements. Ooh. This made me think of um, Philip Roth's The Plot Against America. Mm. Did you ever read that book? No. It's the only Philip Roth book I've ever read, and it freaked me out so much. That I still think about it. It was like an alter. It's an alternate history to what happened if the Germans won World War II. Wow! And it really makes you think. It it really got into my head. I was probably in my late twenties when I read that, and it just was yeah, yikes. These are great picks for this. These reader. are really good. That was not to toot my own question. horn, but toot toot. <laughs> I found some really great ones. I'm super excited to recommend. So. It's been, just been a hands-down good episode so far. I know. I love these requests. They're so involved. Mm-hmm. Makes me happy. Me too. Good request. I'm pointing at the microphone. Good question. Good request. Okay. All right. So my next person says, mm-hmm. I've been apartment hunting with no end in sight, and it's been weighing on me quite a bit, unfortunately. Would you happen to have any lighthearted and fun mysteries to read? I'd love a really long one with a lot of interesting characters and details that I can get sucked into. Thank you. First of all, I've talked about the Finley Donovan series on this mm-hmm. podcast before, but if you didn't listen to that episode, Finley Donovan's really good. Uh, it's about a woman who is a writer. She writes uh, mystery, murder, mystery fiction, and she is really hard up. She doesn't have a lot of money, and 
she's in this expensive custody battle with her icky ex-husband mm-hmm. and she goes to Panera with her agent and she's talking to her agent about, you know, the character that she has to kill and she's got to, you know, knock off this guy and she's got to do it like she did in the last time so that she can get the money. And this woman in the next booth overhears and think that thinks that she's an assassin for hire. Mm-hmm. And so she puts 10000 she puts a note in Finley Donovan's purse that says, I need you to kill my husband. He's a really bad man. I'm going to give you $10,000 if you do it. So then she gets kind of sucked into this crazy Mm-mm. world where there's murder and intrigue and um, all kinds of, but it's really lighthearted. It's really funny. And there's three books in that series as of right now. Um, nice. and That's still on my list to read. It's It was a good one when I broke my foot and I just needed something like fun. So if you're down because you can't find an apartment and you only want something that's fun and not something that's going to remind you of your apartment woes. That's so stressful finding a place mm-hmm. to live. Um, so then I have two more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Vera Wong's unsolicited advice for murderers. This is about <laughs> I love the title. <laughs> it's so good. This is about Vera Wong. She's an older woman and she lives above her tea shop that is in Chinatown in San Francisco. And she is trying to connect with her son and he's Gen Z. So she's not really vibing with him because they just see the world in completely different ways. Mm -hmm. And so she's kind of in this like frustrated place. One day she comes down to open her shop and there's a dead body, a man lying on the ground holding a flash drive. And so she knows she has to call the police. But before Mm -hmm. she does, she just is like, you know what? Probably I'm really good at serving, solving mysteries. So I'll just kind of take this flash drive and try to figure it out myself. I would do it with like kitchen tongs so there's no fingerprints. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I'm seeing this unfold. <laughs> so she swipes the flash drive, then she calls the police, and then she kind of figures, I'm really good at solving mysteries. Probably I'm going to do a better job than the police. And so she kind of goes on her own mystery-solving adventure. So that's a fun one. And then the next one I have is Dial A for Aunties by Jesse Q. Sutana. Yes, no, I have not, but I really wanted to read this when it came out, so that's a good reminder. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Madeline Chan is the main character. She accidentally kills her blind date. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she recruits her mother and her aunties to help her dispose of the body, and they all jump in to help. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, things go awry, mm-hmm. um, but it's it, it's a really fun one. So I think if you need a good mystery to distract you from your woes, mm-hmm. any of those will do. Nice recommendations. I'm excited to read those ones. I know. I'm getting really excited to read. I'm so glad I have next week off. It's so funny that everybody always thinks of summertime is like the time to read. And that's the busiest time in the youth department. And totally. so by the end of the day on our crazy busy day of a bajillion people coming through and loads of programs. That's summer is probably the time I read the least. Mm. So I'm looking forward to listening to some of these. I'm going to have to write down the titles after we're done, Olivia. Okay. My last recommendation, the last of today's podcast is this was short and sweet fiction about relationships between friends, spouses, etc. I oh, like this favorite. person. There's no greetings, there's no salutations, there's no. <laughs> Anything, they just get right to the point. I want fiction about relationships between friends, spouses, etc. Okay, it. my friend. There are so many books that came to mind. So many. And I'm going to start, I'm going to end with my one of my favorite fiction writers. So I'm going to start with this book called What the Fireflies Knew by Kai Harris. And this was totally unintentional. I picked another book um, 
today. I keep picking these books that take place in Michigan. It's not intentional. Um, what the Fireflies Knew by Kai Harris is it's it's an adult fiction book. However, um, it is the story is told by an almost eleven year old named Kenyatta. It's a coming of age novel as she and her sister try to make sense of their new life with their estranged grandfather in the wake of their father's death and their mother's disappearance. So as far as relationships, it's the relationship between the sisters. It's the relationship between the sister, um, the main character, Kenyatta and her grandfather. There are, so we have the familial aspect of relationships. There's also some, um, kind of tenuous friendship relationships going on on the side in this one too. I don't want to dig too deeply into it because I can't remember how deep into the book that kind of storyline gets introduced. So I don't want to give anything away about that. But like I said, takes place in Michigan. Interesting character development, good good relationship situations to, to read through and see how that those evolve throughout the book. So that is my first recommendation. My second rec- recommendation, I love Fanny Flag books. Have you ever read anything by Fanny Flagg? No, but I thought about, no, but I've always wanted to. Yes. Okay. My aunt, my favorite aunt loves Fanny Flagg books. So she's been recommending her to me for like a very long time. And I finally took her up on it and started reading Fanny Flagg books in the last like five years. You might recognize the name because she wrote um, Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe, which was turned into the movie Fried Green Tomatoes with Jessica Tandy. And all the other folks, I can't think of the other actresses' names in it. Uh, Kathy Bates is in it. I love Kathy Bates in that okay. movie. Um, one of my favorite movies still. Excellent poor, uh, adaptation from the book, but they left so much stuff out. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually not here to tell you to read Fried Green Tomatoes, even though I'm telling you to read Fried Green Tomatoes, because the best friends, the two women that become best friends in that story, their friendship and love that, um, their friendship story and there's the love that they share as friends is one of my favorite friendship relationships in a book. So, but that's not the recommendation for today. Another fantastic Fanny Flag story that came out in 2013, a novel called All Girl Filling Station's Last Reunion. It is another fantastic example of Fanny Flag's ability to weave together stories with likable characters that transcend decades. That's another thing I love about her books. There's back and forth, you know, it starts in the present a lot of times and then it works backwards to, you know, what happened in families in the past, the hidden secrets, the little family histories that you get to hear through her characters in present day. Um, All Girl Filling Station's last reunion follows a mother-daughter relationship. The daughter is often overshadowed by her mom. Her mom's this really flamboyant character and the daughter's, you know, a rule follower and very reserved. Um, So we get into some family secrets. There's a literary nod to uh, the wasps of World War II, and um, that was the Women's Air Force service pilots. They did not get – I actually was reading that about that for the podcast today. They actually – the U.S. government – Uh, made those files classified and inaccessible after World War II for decades. So that's why a lot of times their story wasn't told after World War II. But these were the women that flew as pilots. They did not serve overseas. They served within the United States. It could be anything from running supplies for the government to 
helping train some of the soldiers that actually were the pilots that then went and fought overseas. So if you've never heard about the wasps of World War II, it is a fantastic history to dig into if you're a big history buff like myself. Anyway, back to Fanny Flagg. This book was excellent. It's so much fun. It's fun to watch the mother-daughter relationship evolve, and it's really fun to hear the storylines weave together, past and present, and the relationships of the women that worked at the filling station back in the... 40s 30s and 40s so fun decades I love it there's so much in this book to love I am definitely taking that one with me on vacation it's such a fun book I the the mother character is so banana pants I loved her so much it was it was so fun to read this because I would laugh out loud at just some of the stuff she says in the shenanigans because I feel like I'm going to be that crazy lady that's everyone's like whoa she's like kind of marches to her own drum I want to be that lady you know that is such a great recommendation and it makes me think about how there are some authors that are so there like they're they're Mm -hmm. so in the culture and I've just seen them so often that I almost forget to like read their books like Mm -hmm. it seems ridiculous with some of these requests that we were getting people wanted fun mysteries Mm -hmm. and it seemed ridiculous to me to like recommend Janet Ivanovich because she's so popular. Yeah. But if you haven't read her, get your Janet Ivanovich on. Yeah, she's like a super popular. Super popular. And she's got a gajillion books. So if you like to read an author and stick with them, how many books are in the What's Her Name? Stephanie Plum. Stephanie Plum. I was like, I know it's Plum. It's a fruit. How many books are in that? 20? A ton. 30? I think it's over 30 now. Over right? 30. She has so many books and it's. It just, I almost like forget to read authors when they're that popular. And I think Fanny Flagg, she's just been around so, uh, mm-hmm. she's just been around. Prolific. She's been writing since the, all of the 80s and 90s and into, I mean, the last four decades as far as I know. And what I like about her too is she is a Southern author and she's got that very, when I've, when I've read other Southern authors that use humor the way she does in books, I don't know how you always know without knowing that they're Southern. Yeah. It's this really fun and I mean, obviously, a lot of her books take place in the South, which, you know, dead giveaway then, but not always. But um, she just has this really fun sense of humor in her books that comes through and just lovely. Yeah. But going back to Fried Green Tomatoes, her other book, I, I'm telling you what, it is just such a good best friend story. I need to read that. I, I love that love book. I actually was that. just telling my mom I want to reread it this summer because I think it was like eight or ten years ago now. I think I lived in Ohio. That was two states ago for me. Whoa. So it's been a long time. Would you call it a warm book? Yeah, for the That's most part. That's like my favorite. Yeah. Whenever anybody calls a book warm, I know I'm going to like it. It is lovely. I mean, there's sa- obviously sad things happen. It's realistic in the sense that it follows these characters through life, and then there's this situation that happens that sort of um, – they both get wrapped in, wrapped up in, but yeah, just the friendship and the love is the key message throughout the whole thing. And then it's great too, because the character it starts out with at the beginning is not related to any of these other characters, but they meet in, in a nursing home Aww. In the movie it's played by the woman's played by Kathy Bates and the older woman that she meets in the nursing home is Jessica Tandy. And Jessica Tandy starts telling her the story of this family from whistle stop where she grew up. And yeah, I could go on all day. I love this book so much. All right, I'm going to read that. Okay, good. I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, I, I, I'm, it's going to be my vacay read, baby. Nice. All right. Thanks for the recommendations, friends. Thanks. Good recommendations. Good recommendations. Good recommendations.
We're yes. Gonna... So if you have recommendations for these readers that you think we overlooked, please write in with them at podcast at troypl.org. And if you have listener requests of your own, please send them in. We can't do these fun apps without our requests. So just go to troypl.org slash podcast. And there is a little form you fill out. Send us your funny and interesting requests, and we will respond to them with hand-picked books just for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for the request, friends. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. You can find more information about the books and library services we mentioned in the show on our website at troypl.org podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic for future discussion, please email us at podcast at troypl.org. Thank you for listening and happy reading.